Welcome to the Tax Cell Podcast, where tax cell investing is made easy. My name is Casey Dimon. I'm a tax cell veteran. I'm the leading tax cell expert. I am the author of the Tax Cell Playbook, founder of the Tax Cell Academy, and I'm your host right here on the Tax Cell Podcast. As a reminder, this is a completely free podcast brought to you through and because of the Tax Cell Academy. All right, on today's episode, I want to discuss three different investment angles involved with the tax cell business. Now, I will go over them briefly. I will discuss what I like about each one of them, what I don't like about each one of them, and who specifically should be interested in which angle. We'll be talking about tax deeds, tax liens, and overage investing services. So, when I look at any investment, I want to analyze the expected returns based off of the money and the effort and time that I will have invested in that property or in that transaction. And this is something that so many people tend to overlook. They focus solely on the dollars in, the dollars out. They focus on the money. But the time and the effort, that should matter just as much, if not more, than the actual money. We can always make more money. We can never get back more time. I can't tell you how many deals, especially in my much younger days, started as no-brainer type deals that I need to get involved in because they required absolutely zero money out of pocket. All I had to do was put forth the sweat equity. That easy thousand bucks that you were supposed to make without investing any money, well, let's say it cost you a hundred hours worth of work at the end of the day, which means you only made 10 bucks an hour, and you potentially miss lots of other opportunities in the meantime. So as we go through each one of these, we're going to be discussing the way that I personally analyze investments, which hopefully helps you out. I'll also be talking about these in generalizations or averages. So understand that before you think back to the one time when you knew somebody who did this or who did that, which is different than what I mentioned. Again, these are averages based on my experience in many different states over close to 20 years now. So let's talk about tax liens first. Obviously, every type of investment in the tax sale business begins when the owner of a piece of real estate fails to pay their property taxes on time. Now, as part of the process in many states, the county will step in and sell a lien, a priority lien called a tax lien against that property. This lien allows the delinquent taxpayer a set period of time to come in, pay off the back due taxes plus interest to you as the investor, which would cancel that lien. Now, in the event that the delinquent owner does not come back and redeem that property inside that redemption period, then the tax lien holder could foreclose their lien and become the owner of that property. So a lien holder would get interest on their money or the property that backs that tax lien. Now, I've discussed some tax lien pitfalls in episode 238. So I'm not going to discuss the negatives here when it comes to tax liens. But something that I mentioned in that episode is that most tax liens will get redeemed. This is a negative for those folks who invest in tax liens with the intention to get the property. In fact, around 95% of tax liens will get redeemed before they become foreclosable. 
This means you will most likely make your money when you check the mailbox one day and you get a check from the county after that lien has been redeemed. Now, we must remember that the lien is backed by real estate. So if you purchase a lien, you should likely assume you're going to be receiving interest when it gets redeemed. But what if it does not get redeemed? Well, then you become the owner of the real estate that's backing that lien. So we must ensure that the real estate is worthwhile. This means that prior to purchasing the lien, we have to research the underlying real estate just as if we were investing in the property itself. If a property is two foot by 200 feet and say landlocked utility easement, and we buy a lien against that property that doesn't get redeemed, then the money that we invested in that lien will only be recouped if we can find somebody to sell that pretty much worthless property. So we must perform proper due diligence on the property itself. Now, as mentioned, most liens are redeemed, meaning that the delinquent owner goes in to the county, they pay off the lien, and you're gonna receive your money back plus interest. Now, depending on the lien, this interest could range anywhere from a negative rate of return for some of the more unique or uneducated investors out there, two rates as high as 36% or even more in some situations. That's a pretty healthy return when the cards do fall in your favor. So tax liens will typically require the same amount of effort at the beginning as a tax deed investor, which we'll soon discuss, since you must research and understand that property. Your research is gonna be very much on the front end as a tax lien investor. You have to research the property, research the rates of return, all that kind of stuff. But it will not require the same amount of effort in order to actually realize your return since you don't have to sell the property in most situations. Instead, you simply get your money transfer from the county or you cash your check that shows up in your mailbox one day. With this lower effort, there will also typically be a lower return, of course. Now, because of the entire process, tax liens are typically a much longer term investment, but they also have a lower barrier to entry from a strictly monetary standpoint. Now, the risks are primary associated with the property that backs the lien, provided you plan strategically initially, of course, and you knew what you're doing before you bought a tax lien. Now, as such, tax lien investing is geared more towards those looking to invest some initial time, but essentially they want to park their money while obtaining above typical interest rates, all backed by real estate. Now, tax deed investing, it's going to begin the same way, and that's where a delinquent taxpayer is late paying their taxes. But instead of the county selling a lien against the property, they instead will hold that property on a delinquent tax list before foreclosing on that property themselves. So the county actually forecloses on the property, and then instead of selling a lien against the property, they will sell the actual property. So as a tax deed investor, our concern is everything surrounding the property that we are buying. Because once we purchase it, there are no refunds and there is no way to make money with that property besides renting it or most commonly selling it. So it's crucial 
that we spend ample time researching the property that we are investing in, including driving by the property in most situations or sending a scout to do that for us at the very least. Now, while the opening bid for most properties will begin at the amount of back due taxes, interest to the county, and fees, it is a competitive auction where there could be, and there likely will be, more than one interested investor in that property, which of course will drive that price up. Now, at some point, you have to be able to make the decision where your cutoff is, what is your maximum bid amount. So all this to say, you will typically be spending more money to purchase a tax deed than you will a tax lien. And then of course, after you make that initial investment, that's when the real work begins. You must clear the title, you must market the property, you must deal with buyers, you must negotiate a contract, all this stuff before you get close to realizing your return on that investment. But the good news is, in the end, you will usually make more money with tax deeds than tax liens when you approach it correctly. So tax deeds are an ideal investment for somebody willing to put forth the extra effort to sell the property while also understanding how important it is to be patient to wait for the right property opposed to forcing yourself into an investment. Here's the reality. With a tax lien, you can sometimes make a mistake with the hopes that the delinquent taxpayer will come in and bail you out by redeeming that tax lien. When it comes to tax deeds, if you make a mistake, there's nobody there to bail you out. There is no chance you're going to avoid losing money on that property if you make a very bad mistake. So understand that. So, so far we have tax liens that require less work and produce lower returns, while tax deeds produce higher returns but require higher amounts of effort. Now, let's discuss overages. So, here's how the process works. Let's say a delinquent taxpayer owes $1,000 on a piece of property. The back due taxes are 1,000 bucks that are owed to the county. That same property sells at a tax sale for $8,000. This means there's a difference there of $7,000. In some states, the county or the state will simply keep that excess money. In other states, the overages, that $7,000 overage, will go towards any outstanding liens first with the former owner having the ability to claim the difference. So if there are no outstanding liens in that situation, the former owner can come back and request that they get a check for the difference for that $7,000. Now this is something that has been heavily marketed as a way to get into real estate investing without any cash, claim huge commissions, and help others out. And technically speaking, that is true. This can be a way to get into a subcategory of the tax sale business for relatively little or even no money. Simply have a computer and some basic research skills, right? But it is much harder than you might imagine, especially when you consider that you're trading time for money. I recently saw a guy discussing how successful he is in the overage business. And when somebody asked him about his team, he says, well, I have around two dozen employees and I have a couple attorneys on staff full-time. First off, that sounds very, very expensive. Second, it sounds awfully time-consuming. And thirdly, if you have ever managed two dozen employees, I can tell you it takes a lot of effort. 
The reason it requires so many people and so much effort is that you must understand it is strictly a numbers game. The more people you contact, the higher your chances are of finding one person that you can help claim their overage and claim a commission. Now, I had a property one time that I sold to somebody and that person failed to pay the taxes on it. And somehow or another, I was named in their tax foreclosure. That's a story for a different day. But the property had something like a $1,200 overage on it. I must have received seven or eight letters from people offering me to help me claim my surplus funds. Now, some are very straightforward and to the point, and others were extremely shady and almost con artist type letters. But that means that seven or eight people took the time to research the lien, located my contact information, mailed me a letter, and were waiting for me to respond. That is a lot of action for a lien where you might have made just a few hundred bucks. So if you're looking to create a job for yourself, you can certainly spend a lot of time and potentially make a lot of money with overages. Now, I personally do not consider it investing, but instead you are providing a service. And again, providing a service, there's nothing wrong with that. If you understand, it is gonna take a lot of time. So the more hours you can put into providing this overage service, the better. The most successful overage service providers have very large staffs and are doing it every single day of the week. Now, while the barrier to entry is nearly non-existent and the returns are truly infinite, understand, it takes strategy, commitment, and lots and lots of time. So there it is. Tax liens produce lower returns and require less work. Tax deeds produce higher returns but require more work. And providing an overage service has the potential to produce infinite returns but also requires substantially more work and more time than tax liens and tax deeds. And again, all this is averages based on my experience. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. I truly hope that this episode has helped you out. If it has helped you out in the least bit, please do us a huge favor and leave some positive feedback for us on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to us on right now. And if we can provide any additional help, be sure to check out the links in today's show notes. Take care and make it a successful day. We'll see you next time right here on the Tax Self Podcast. Bye-bye.